Hello, 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 and happy Pride Month. Yes, happy Pride Month. Welcome in to episode number 119 of the Sports Kiki Podcast. My name <clears throat> is Alex Dreamer. Yes, happy Pride Month to me. I have some phlegm in my throat. And also happy Pride Month to me. Uh, wow, what an adventure I've had here today with my wonderful little laptop. Oh my goodness, where do we start? Well, so <laughs> let me just say this, okay? Um, two-step verification, change your password, confirm your password, clear your cache, clear the hookies, suck it, is what I say, suck it, that's what I say to all this, two-step verification, my ass, hack into my accounts all you want, just don't make me open the friggin' authenticator app, oh my goodness, had some technical issues, uh, Dealt with uh, today in the content world, you know, sometimes you get locked out of your CMS, that's your content management system for you content nerds out there. Uh, you have to clear a cache, which means that then all your history is lost, so you have to re-enter every single password, wrong password, confirm password, select the traffic lights, verify you're not a robot, new password, password expired, two-step factor authentication, text message code sent, Do would you like to be called or text? I mean, no, I just want to log into my Twitter account. That's what I want. I don't need two-step authentication. I don't need you to send a code to my cell phone. I don't need to write my new confirmed password five different times. I don't need to click on the fire hydrants in, on, on the grid of pictures. I just want to log into my Gmail, please. Oh my gosh. I mean, that's the world we're living in now. Just this endless loop of confirm password, new password, change password, authentication, code sent to your phone. It's just this endless loop. It drives you insane. I mean, same thing if you call anybody, any department looking for some help. You get an endless loop of just recordings, no matter the time of day, no matter the day of the week. No one's there. Um... So yeah, that's where my mindset is as we get ready here, episode number 119 of the Sports Kiki Podcast. I did mention that it is June 4th, we're right at the start of Pride Month, happy Pride to everybody, seriously, as Lil Nas X tweeted out, if you want to show gay people you love them, give us all your money, that's what I have to say. (laughs) So my Venmo is at Alex-Reamer, Alex-Reamer is my Venmo. Um, A little behind-the-scenes podcast news. I was working on a guest for this week. Still going to try for next week. I think it would be a really interesting conversation. Michael Powell is a journalist for the New York Times. He wrote a long feature story this week titled What Leah Thomas Could Mean for Women's Elite Sports. Uh, Although the number of top transgender athletes is small, says the subhead, the disagreements are profound, cutting to the core of the debate around gender identity and biological sex. Uh, This is a well-reported story, a lot of sources from both sides of the debate, and my main takeaway from reading the article is the vitriol that we have on both sides and the shaming that we see uh, to an extent on both sides. I certainly think one side is more guilty of that than the other, and those of you who listen to the show can probably guess uh, which side I think that is. But still, and we've talked about this in the past on the show with Leah Thomas, it's such a divisive issue that you can't have a conversation about it. And Michael Powell really digs deep and talks to a lot of people in the middle of this debate. And and to call it a debate is really a stretch because a debate infers that both sides are hearing each other 
no, they're just talking at each other, and it's hard to really see an end in sight to this. So, uh, yeah, good article. New York Times well-reported. ESPN also had an interview with Leah Thomas this week in which she said she wants to compete in the 2024 Olympics. So uh, watch the spaces, they say. I'm sure we'll have plenty more on this going forward. It's the story that really keeps on going, and I think when all is said and done, we can say that it will be, for right or for wrong, the defining story here as we come to uh, grips with transgender inclusion in pro sports, how to handle that in the debate surrounding that as well. I don't think it's hyperbolic to say that Leah Thomas's story uh, will be central to how that shakes out. Again, for better or for worse, I would say for worse because it's ridiculous and cruel to put all of this pressure on a young kid, but that is the world that we've created because organizations like the NCAA and others have abdicated their leadership roles and have left a lot of it up to the mob. Okay, so moving onwards to, uh, this is a good story. Yes, a positive story. I was proud to write this story for Outsports this week. Uh, The New England Patriots, my New England Patriots, rebuked homophobic fans who were upset with them displaying the pride flag at Gillette Stadium on June 1st, this past Wednesday, the Patriots and seemingly every other pro sports franchise, most pro sports franchises, tweeted out some sort of pride message and some of them even changed their logos to rainbow colors. The Patriots tweeted out a picture of Gillette Stadium with Gillette being uh, lit up in rainbow colors and then the pride flag was on the screen. The transgender progress flag was in there as well. So they shared the picture on Twitter. It got a lot of love. It's definitely worth mentioning that. But also, as one would expect, it got a fair amount of hate. And some of these homophobic Patriots fans hiding behind screen names decided to mock the team for displaying the pride flag. And what did the Patriots do? What did the Patriots official Twitter account do? It did not sit there and silently take the abuse. It clapped back. Yes, it clapped back. The Patriots shared the image of Gillette Stadium and the pride flag. And then beneath it, they tweeted, our comment section is monitored and there is no room for hate. And they got some backlash. You filthy animal who has a nice avatar of Bill Belichick. Give him the thumbs up. Tweeted back at the Patriots. Ah, so the Patriots are against freedom of speech then. Good to know. New England Patriots lost a fan. I'm done with them, declares Akon Fenty 2. And I know what you're saying. The Patriots are a multi-billion dollar organization, six Super Bowl championships. I mean, what do they care about Akon Fenty 2? And to an extent, that is correct. That's just one person hiding behind a Twitter name who may not even do what he says, right? You're really going to stop being a lifelong fan of the Patriots because of the pride flag? Yeah, I don't think so, no matter how icky gay people may make you feel. Um, So, yes, that's true to a large extent, but also it is remarkable and great to see a pro sports team not just say, yay, pride, here's a picture of the pride flag on our stadium, but then actively standing up for the LGBTQ community and saying, yeah, if you're going to spread hate, we're going to delete that. And a lot of comments were deleted. And, you know, look, I mean, Boston is one of the most inclusive places in the country. You know, take it from me, a lifelong and flaming gay resident. 
But our teams still get trolled for acknowledging the LGBTQ community. Uh, the Bruins have changed their la- Facebook logo, Rainbow. Uh, the comments to that are a dumpster fire. I had the misfortune of checking that out earlier this week. Uh, the Red Sox a couple years ago, we wrote it up on OutSports, faced criticism from fans who wanted a straight night. Uh, and by the way, I'm attending Red Sox Pride Night in a couple weeks. Very excited for that. Uh, you know, people responding to the Patriots here wanted a straight month. So, you know, idiocy abounds. And obviously there's this election bias here as well because social media breeds vitriol. It breeds hate. Uh, but, you know, in 2022, even a team like the Patriots who play in the ultra-liberal liberal Boston metro area, uh, they still attract anti-gay people and anti-gay fans. And again, it's one thing for an organization to tweet out the pride flag, the progress flag, yay, LGBTQ, it's June, so let's wash ourselves in rainbow. But to then actively take a stand, like the Patriots did, the Colorado Avalanche clapped back at some hateful commenters as well on their pride message. So to see pro sports organizations, and the male pro sports in particular, because as I always say, the women far ahead of the men in this respect, uh, but to see this happening is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, it's never easy. Pro sports teams always want to stay as apolitical as possible. But the Patriots, uh, this is well done. And it's not surprising either. I mean, they've made championing gay rights a pillar of their dynasty. Robert Kraft visited my flag football league uh, this fall. He stopped by our opening day, took pictures, was there for like an hour. I mean, you know, they are the only NFL team that signed the amicus brief supporting same-sex marriage. They've sponsored Gay Bowl, uh, a lot of charitable work, go on down the line. I mean, they sponsor my flag football league as well, the Patriots do. So not surprising that this strong message of support is coming from them, but it was nice to see this week. It was also nice to see former Bears tight end Desmond Clark share a heartfelt message in celebration of his transgender son. Uh, Clark commemorated Pride Month with a post on Facebook saying that his son recently came out to him as transgender. And Clark wrote a really touching letter. I recommend that you read it in its entirety. But here's what Clark says to his 19-year-old son, who again came out as transgender to him a few months ago. Uh... Identity can be a ruse, a false concept, Clark writes. If you read enough Buddhist texts and do enough meditation, you see it as fluid. If we identify with anything, really, it's our approach to understanding who we are, not any individual label applied to it. Thoughtful is a closer description for Deshaun than either gender. Bravo. I mean, isn't that awesome? What a great message. It's online with stuff that Dwayne Wade has said. Uh, Wade, of course, has a transgender daughter, uh, Zaya, and is beyond supportive. Uh, him and Gabrielle Union are beyond supportive of her. Uh, Dwayne Wade had a heartfelt message for trans parents that I think we talked about on the show uh, last month, I believe it was, saying, don't forget that feeling of love that you felt when you saw them in a delivery room. And, you know, look, I highlight this because Desmond Clark next to Dwayne Wade, I think, is the most high-profile athlete in the U.S. who... Uh, has publicly revealed that they have a transgender child. Um, And also, you know, it's not hyperbolic to say that loving parents can be life-saving for members of our community, especially trans kids. 
I mean, nearly half of LGBTQ kids considered suicide over the last year, according to a recent survey from the uh, Trevor Project. And 59% of transgender boys thought about ending their lives. So nearly half of LGBTQ kids and then nearly 60% of trans boys thought about ending their lives. Um, And that's what Desmond Clark's uh, son is, a transgender boy. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's grim out there. And a loving father like Desmond Clark, as I said, can make all the difference in the world. And the more people we have sharing those kinds of messages, especially in Pride Month, but all year long, really, uh, the best it is. And I've mentioned, you may not know, it is Pride Month, and I'd like to close the show here this week with a little bit of a Pride Month message, and it's something that I've been thinking about quite a bit quite a bit over the last few months. Um, we have an epidemic of loneliness in this country. Let me just read some stats to you. Three decades ago, 3% of Americans told Gallup pollsters they had no close friends, okay? That was three decades ago. In 2021, an online poll put it, at 12%. About a year into the pandemic, 13% of women and 8% of men ages 30 to 49 said they'd lost touch with most of their friends. 61% of Americans reported feeling lonely in 2019. That's right. Remember those old days, 2019, when the words quarantine and lockdown didn't even exist? We never heard them. Remember that? Yeah, so you can only imagine what that number is now, and there are a lot of surveys, polling, estimates out there. It is a bleak picture, and it when I read those numbers and when I read articles about the epidemic of loneliness and interviews with people, lonely people, and you read about the mind-body connection and the impact that loneliness and social isolation can have on your health, and it makes me so happy. And it makes me feel so fortunate to be in the position I am in. Uh, Pride Month is a time of reflection. I came out as gay when I was 20 years old, almost 21. And I can confidently say I would not have the fulfilling social life that I have now if I were to not come out. And we talk a lot about gay romance, of course. And that's fun because who doesn't like romance? But The gay experience, the LGBTQ experience really goes beyond that. For me, it's really all about the friendships and the close friendships and the unique friendships and dare I say in some cases, the radical friendships that you develop. Uh, You share a bond that not many other people share. If you go by the old saying that friendship is usually defined by saying, oh, you too? Uh, Well, the us gays, we certainly have a lot to talk about. Um, I do flag football league. I do vacations, I do dinners, I do brunches, I do dancing, I do parties, I do tea dance. I do it all. I do movie nights, I do dinner and a hangout, I do I, I do it all, and I love it all. And as I grow older, it's really the friendships that keep me going and make me feel so lucky to be in the position I'm in. And that's what I'm most thankful for as we go to Pride Night, as we go through Pride Month um, and celebrate Pride Nights here, uh, you know, every night of the week here in the month of June, because uh, it, I think it is a special thing, and it's something that uh, the numbers say that not everybody here shares. So I think that, you know, the strength of the chosen family is, is, is really is really incredible, and when I look at my gay experience, that's what stands out 
most to me, here on this Pride Month 2022. So thank you all for listening. Episode number 119 of the Sports Kiki Podcast. As always, do not hesitate to reach out on Twitter. At AlexDreamer1 is my username. At AlexDreamer1. Against my better judgment, my DMs are open. So long, everybody. Sincerely, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week.